Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. This is Roberta Foster. Today, I welcome Julie Bustler to Author's Corner, and she's written the book, Joyful Sorrow, Breaking Through the Darkness of Mental Illness, which is published by Ironstream. And she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. A little bit about Julie. She currently serves as the president of the Oklahoma chapter of the Women's Missionary Union. She and her husband, Ryan, have served as missionaries in Canada, Mexico, Germany, and Turkey, and they have four children. Julie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's an honor. You are writing a book about a topic that a lot of people like to keep secret. Um, So you have definitely opened yourself up to the world and the struggles that you went through. Why write this book and expose what you went through? So I grew up in a family where we didn't talk about emotions or grief or what's happened. Um, and so my mom, she, my mom died whenever I was 19. She died from mm. breast cancer. And then nothing was really talked about. We all acted like we were okay. And then my dad, when I'm in my 20s and pregnant with my third child, he dies by suicide, mm. which is devastating. That kind of loss yeah. is just a complicated grief. Um, and again, We just kind of acted like nothing ever happened. And so all I knew to do my entire adult life and even childhood is just pretend like nothing's wrong. And so eventually in the story, as we'll get to, um, I felt led to start sharing it. And I thought it was a one-time event at our local church in small town, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And I shared the story, which was terrifying to me, but then the response was overwhelming. I was getting messages on Facebook and phone calls and text messages with people saying, me too, me too. Mm. I can't believe even a missionary has struggled with depression. Um, and so I saw that my, my dad, by not ever getting help, where that led him mm. to a place of despair and death. And so I saw that by me actually sharing about it out loud, it was giving people really the permission to also get help in their pain. You know, that's an interesting word, permission. And, and I understand it. If we don't think we're supposed to be this way, we may not get help for being that way. That's right. And I did not even really understand what depression or PTSD, what those were. Um, But as I'm now, you know, trying to explain them to people and push them towards, you may need professional help, like from a therapist. Um, People are starting to understand, oh, maybe I have been traumatized or maybe I do need some help. And then that, that does give them be okay to go seek help. Wonderful. So let's go back into your story a little bit. Um, You were serving as a missionary, you uh, happily married, a mother of four, uh, while everything looked perfect on the outside, not so much on the inside. You were experiencing a lot of struggles, and you kind of alluded to some of the reasons why dealing with your mother's death and your father's suicide. Um, But tell us more about how you just came to the end of the rope, so to speak. Okay, so I think because it was just ingrained in me really from birth. Like, I, we just acted like everything's okay, and I was really good at it. But a lot of us, especially in the church, we are really good at wearing that mask. Mm-hmm. And so I married this wonderful man right out of college. Um, he never knew my mom, but he did walk through my dad's death alongside me. Mm-hmm. And this, this was heartbreaking for him when it eventually came out that I was so depressed. We've been married for like 13 years at that point. 
Um, and it's not that I was trying to deceive him. I honestly just didn't have the vocabulary to describe what was happening. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't know how to verbalize it. And so I had just kept it secret for so long. But there's only so long that you can pretend. Eventually, my thoughts had gone from things like, oh, I'm just so sad. I wish I wouldn't wake up in the morning. Well, a few decades later, when I hadn't ever gotten help for those thoughts, they had snowballed into plans where mm. I'd started planning my death because I was mm. in so much pain and I was so traumatized and didn't really understand that. And so what happened was we were, you know, we'd been overseas in Turkey for about six years and we had this fruitful ministry, great life. Our, my kids were happy and um, we expected to live there for uh, forever, our entire mm. career. Um, and eventually, whenever I realized I'm planning my death. I'd written a note. Um, I, praise God, thought maybe I should tell somebody. Um, mm. That was terrifying to me, but I did tell another believer, a friend, and not very much, but enough for her to say, maybe you should tell your husband. And so okay. I had this really awkward conversation where I told him just enough where, praise God, he took action. So my husband had made this appointment with a psychiatrist um, and I didn't know what a psychiatrist was, and I had this idea, which now I don't believe is true at all, but I thought Christians shouldn't go to psychiatrists. I just had what I'd seen, like, in the movies. <laughs> and then I thought, what what missionary needs to go to a psychiatrist? And I walked in there thinking, I'm in this country that's, like, 99% Muslim, and if I tell the doctor how I feel worthless and I want to die and all these things that mm. really are not God's will for any of us. Right. How will I share Christ with her? Mm. And so I had to finally take that missionary mask, just ministry mask, the Christian mask off, to be honest. And pretty quickly she realized how how desperate my situation was. And so she hospitalized me in a Turkish psych ward, which I never thought would be my story, you know, when I went overseas right. to share about Jesus. Well, we're going to learn more about Julie's story here in just a moment. I'm talking with Julie Bustler regarding her book, Joyful Sorrow, Breaking Through the Darkness of Mental Illness, which is published by Ironstream. And you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. So, Julie, I can only imagine because we have an image of uh, what we're supposed to be in order to be able to share Christ with others. But as I think of... Uh, testimonies of people like Chuck Colson, who went through terrible, um, illegal ordeal, only to have founded one of the best uh, Christian ministries <laughs> around. But how God uses some of these very difficult times of our life uh, into some glorious ways. And so I'm uh, assuming there will be some wonderful testimonies in your life as well. But take take us back, though, to that time in the Turkish um, psychiatric ward. Uh, how, how did that go for you? Well, that was really, it was really scary because I'm the only foreigner... I'm the only English speaker, the only Christian, and I'm, I'm in there for several weeks. And so, you know, I'm separated from my children. Really, I have lots of just guilt. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And my roommate, she had a Quran, which is their holy book in Islam, and she was able to read it, and she's praying on her prayer rug to Allah, you know, their God, mm -hmm. and I'm asking for a Bible, and they won't give me one. So for the first time in my life, I actually have zero access to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. But that is when I realized, and I, and I knew this, but I hadn't like lived this yet, where 
you know, they may be able to take a Bible away, but they cannot take the spirit that lives inside of me away. Yes. And the spirit of God is would bring back scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's so faithful. And so while I didn't have a Bible, I did have scripture. Um, but so while, while it was very hard to be there, and at one point another patient held me down to get me to convert to Islam, and I had to like, for the first time, just stand firm in my faith. That was hard. But at the same time, the doctors were were showing me the medical, like the illness side mm-hmm. of depression and, and PTSD. And they did some brain scans and they would show them to me and they said, where it's lighting up in this color, this is an indication of depression. And this color mm. is showing all this activity, which shows PTSD and anxiety. And so for the first time, I started to realize maybe this isn't just a faith problem. We do need faith in the mm-hmm. battle. But I thought, well, maybe it's also an illness. And that really shifted my thinking to where I started to cooperate with doctors for the first time. Mm. Well, you obviously uh, were in Turkey then, but you're not in Turkey now. And so um, did your uh, need for therapy affect your missionary status in Turkey? It did. So even though I did get out of the hospital in several weeks, I still was really focused on death because, you know, three weeks, whenever you've had a lifetime of of trauma and depression and suicidal thoughts, that's not very long. It can take years, like the journey can be long and a few steps forward, a step back. So we we moved home almost immediately. um, And then I did end up re-hospitalized almost immediately after I was um, in the middle of attempting to take my life. And I I did end up back in the hospital. And so then, I mean, I'm at the lowest the low. I'm at the bottom of the pit. I'm just really thinking what a failure I am in ministry and as a mom and wife to be in my second hospital stay in about a month. And so how did you come to a place of uh, getting past those negative feelings? So it's pretty miraculous. Um, I, so I'm in the hospital in Oklahoma where I live. And, um, you know, in the hospital, a psychiatric hospital, they take away everything. I don't have a, a brush. So my hair is wild. I don't have, like, I just, there's no mask to hide behind. I have uh-huh. no makeup. And I have two friends from church who are coming to visit me. And I, I'm so ashamed. And I don't really quite understand how to get from out from underneath that shame in this part of my story. So I'm ashamed. I'm scared. And they come. And, you know, they don't come at me preaching. Um, I did need scripture, but they just came and sat with me mm. in this moment of extreme pain. But one of the friends, she did mention a little bit of scripture. She said, Julie, I think that you are in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. And, you know, the word is alive. It's active. It transforms us. And just that little bit of scripture, like lit this like flame of hope. It was little, but there was some hope inside of me. And so they left and I went to this common area and this other patient, she stands up and walks past me and out loud for no reason, she says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Oh. And she keeps walking. And so I'm like, wait a second, that is the, that finishes the verse my friend just told me from Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, that was kind of weird. So then the next morning I wake up and I see the doctor for the first time and he knows nothing about me other than like my name, age, weight, I'm on suicide watch. And the first thing he says to me is, Julie, do you know Psalms 23? <laughs> And in that moment, it was so clear to me that there's no place so dark or isolated that God 
does not see his children. Amen. I mean, he's the shepherd who knows where his sheep are. And the Bible says that we know our shepherd's voice. And so while I did not have a Bible still at this point, but the Word of God is not bound. And so God was still creatively getting the Word to me. And so that at this point, I had been seeing medicine stabilize my brain. I'd been, you know, starting therapy, and those were really good gifts. I'm a huge advocate, but they're incomplete without God because they don't produce joy, like mm-hmm, fruit. Mm-hmm. Only the Spirit can do that. And so that was the turning point where I realized, okay, this is an illness. I do need help, but I also need Jesus because he alone is the hope. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful to see how God uses little things and, and works them all together for our good because we love him. And um, that's super cool to hear that testimony of how Psalm 23 worked in your life. Um, I imagine there's lots of great um, insights and, and testimonies within your book. Um, I'm talking with Julie Bussler regarding joyful sorrow, breaking through the darkness and mental illness. Um you mentioned friends at church and different things, and off-air we talked about how the first time you cha- shared your testimony at church. Why don't you share with our listeners what happened after you did that? Okay, so I got out of the hospital in Oklahoma, and I was really just trying to start to rebuild my life. I really felt disqualified from ministry. I felt like I have no place anymore. So I'm just focusing on, I have to learn how to live, and I have children who I love and want to take care of. And so for a few years, I didn't tell anyone, like maybe like just a few friends, why we even moved home. And I told my husband, do not tell anyone, please. I was just so mortified. But a few years later, it was actually 2020, whenever COVID hit, you know, and and everyone's lives changed and kind of shut down. And our women's event, we're, we're in a church in... Shawnee, Oklahoma, small town, Oklahoma. And so our yearly women's event was moved online, like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we thought, well, what can we do? I'm on the planning committee. And we decided let's have a few women share stories of hope. And so for 30 minutes or so, I sat there in silence while different ladies on the committee were were mentioning women who could do this. And I, I had never felt this before, and I still haven't since then. I knew I was supposed to share my story, but I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And so I sat there for like half an hour, like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) And finally, I blurt out. I was like, what what if I share about being in the psych ward? And they all look at me like, what? But here's the deal. If they would have said, oh, no, we don't talk about that, I think I would have just been quiet and never shared it again. But they embraced it, and they're like, yes, you should share that. So I thought it was a one-time event. I, The media guy at our church filmed my testimony And we played it, and then I got just so many messages. I got text messages, phone calls, you know, Facebook messages, and I was just shocked. They were all like, me too. Mm. I struggle too. And the thing that got me is they would say, wow, even a missionary struggles. Well, if a missionary struggles, then I can struggle too. And I started to realize that no part of my story is wasted, and Mm. that if I can take my pain— and let God use it for a purpose, well then, I mean, that's that's where true joy comes Amen. in the sorrow. Amen. 
Well, I'm sure reading your book will be very exciting for people dealing with mental illness, but also just folks that need to see how the hand of God continues to work in individuals' lives. I'm talking today with Julie Bustler about her book, Joyful Sorrow, Breaking Through the Darkness of Mental Illness. It's published by Ironstream. So, Julie, tell our listeners how they can connect with you for further contact, if you're open to that, and uh, how people can find your book. I'm very active on Instagram. It's just at Julie Bustler. And on Facebook, it's Julie Bustler, author. Um, really, my ministry is just an overflow of my relationship with God as I am learning. And I'm still on the journey. Like, I, I do believe that God could heal me right now, but my story has been one of, of endurance, of glorifying Him through the struggle. Mm-hmm. And so online, I'm very active sharing just tips and my story and how, you know, encouragement in the journey with mental health issues. Um, so there, there's that. I'm also, I have a website. It's www.juliebustler.com. And my book is available really anywhere books are sold online. Amazon, it's on Audible, it's on Kindle. So they can just Google it and find it online. So to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we encourage you to join us here on KNEO the next time around. Thank you so much for being with us, Julie. Thank you so much for having me.